and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18 says, Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. I like this verse. Until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. But then, here's a question. Why, why don't we all see the fullness sometimes? Yeah, can we get real for a minute? Like, why don't we all see the fullness sometimes? Like, we can dream it sometimes. But sometimes we haven't seen the bigger picture of what God wants to do. And I want to speak to something because... I've seen it happen in our church, and I've seen the attack of the enemy, and I've, I was praying into, you know, what to share tonight, and the Holy Spirit led me to this, but, you know, we, we've come out of the pandemic, sort of, but so much of it still hasn't come out of us, and there's been an attack on the body of Christ to destroy our ability to say yes again. Or to say yes to the extent that we used to say it. And so then, check this out. I want to ask you a question after I read this passage. Look at Matthew chapter 13, verse 3. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear." And, and, and this, I've I heard this passage preached so many times, and it, it's, it's beautiful. And, and, you know, obviously, I, I've even seen people, you know, they brought up the soil samples. I saw this guy had a bit of, you know, a bit, bit of pavement, dropped the seed on, and it was there, a little bit of thick. You know, I, so I, I've seen this work, and it's a really cool thing. And at the end, you know, come on, guys, let's be good ground. Let's be good soil. Let's be fruitful. You know, amen, altar call, pass the bucket. Let's go get a coffee, right? Amen. Yeah. But you about to get that custard donut right now because I got a question for you. Question. Why at the end of the parable of the sower did good ground give out different harvests? Like if, if the soil was good, why not the same yield? Anybody ever wonder that? But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. 
Like we always focused on the soils. But today I want to talk about the difference between these harvests. You see that ghetto word? I just said the harvests. I don't even know if that's a word. I said harvests. Sorry. Forgive me. But there's some facts here. The sower was the same. The seed was the same. The season was the same. But the harvests were different. Does that bother you like it bothers me? Does anyone's OCD kicking in? I'm just like, like, wait, like, same sower, same seed, clearly the same season, same soil. But different harvests? See, everything in the Bible is so in purpose, it's so on purpose. And if you've never been bothered by that last sentence today, I hope you leave agitated today. I'm so pumped for this. Because here's what the Holy Spirit began to show me as I begin to ponder and think on this. Because, like, two reasons popped up into my head as possible justifications. But actually, these are some of the lies of the body of Christ that rob us of the fullness that God desires. So let's debunk a couple myths first. Here's the first one. Well, some people, Blake, are just meant to get different harvests. Right? I mean, Alyssa, oh, man, hundredfold. That one, definitely. Oh, that keyboard, oh, yeah, he, you know, he's definitely hundred. Me, you know, I'm just a normal Christian. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a 30-fold kind of guy. And some of us genuinely believe that not everyone gets the same kind of fullness in this journey. Or here's another one. Well, some people, you know, have more gifts and talents than others. And that's why there's different harvests. But that's wrong, too, because this creates a myth of superhero Christianity. And this is one of the biggest issues I've seen coming out of this pandemic where it's kind of like, oh, well, okay, yeah, the real passionate people, they're going to, but, you know, I've, I've got to, you know, be reserved. I've got to be smart. We've got to be, and, and, and we're using a lot of big fancy words like reasonable and rational and boundaries and all these different things, but it's really masking a lot of fear, a lot of complacency, a lot, a lot of apathy is actually robbing us of the fullness of God because, again, I haven't even got to it yet, but clearly good ground people aren't guaranteed even a hundredfold heart. So what the heck is actually going on here? See? And even in Matthew chapter 25, in the parable of the talents, this thing is busted. See, what do I mean by that? We see that even though different talents were given out, everyone who was a good steward was still able to get a hundredfold. Remember, one was given five, one was given two, one was given one. The two-talent person was able to flip it, and guess what? A hundred more. You see what I'm saying? The five. So hear me. Yes, there might be different measures of what was given out, but everyone is called to be able to walk in the fullness of God. See, I want to see the fullness of God in your marriage today. I want to see the fullness of God. Hear me. What did we just do this camp for? Because we want to see the fullness of God in our young people, in our young adults. See, we want to see there's something that God is trying to do. But here's what I realized. See, if the enemy can't attack your salvation, he'll attack the ability for you to see the fullness. See, the issue is not the seed, the sower, or the soil. The issue 
is the availability. Let me explain it to you. See, sometimes we get way too deep and metaphorical with this, but I'm going to break it down to you like God broke it down to me. The good ground that saw 30-fold, saw 30-fold, because 70% of their field they didn't make available to God. You follow me? It's just math. The good ground that saw 60, they had about 40% that they wouldn't let God do anything with. Remember, remember, if it's math, remember, if we're looking at all the variables, same seed, same sower, same season, same soil, it does not make sense for different yields to come up. There had to be another factor here that we're missing. If everything is the same and the difference is availability, and this is the number one thing that I have seen that has been attacked on the body of Christ as we've come out of this season. See, he missed it by trying to get your soul. And maybe today you, you scrape by and you may, you're a believer in Jesus Christ. And if you're not today, we're going to sort that out too. But for then everyone else, it's a real estate battle. And we know prices are high these days. And the funny thing is, when I think about it now, I never saw a full harvest in seasons where I gave God partial devotion. So let me just clear a question here. Every single one of y'all here, you're like, you came to church in the cold on a Sunday morning? There is good ground inside of every single one of you guys. I need you to understand that. So just round of applause for yourself in case you were wondering about that. You know what I mean? Like, there's good ground. But watch this. If I'm truly the enemy and I don't want to see harvest in people's lives, the number one field I'm going to be worried about is good ground. Like, if you got good soil, how do I keep anything from growing? How do I keep anything from happening there? And the issue is available. Let me look at this. The American Medical Association has literally dubbed a new condition pandemic fatigue. Like, it's actually prescribable now. It's a real thing. And the study shows why this was crazy, that we as humans actually gained energy from fight or flight. But to get through all the disruptions, we stopped fighting and flying. And what we think sometimes is us getting better is us just getting numb to the dysfunction, to the disruption. Like, I'm telling you, even as soon as it got cold, as soon as you heard one sneeze and one sniffle, some people, oh, you know, let me just... uh, You know, they they better get Horizon Zoom back going, going, because, you know. (laughs) Guys, we overestimate the power of personal ability. And we underestimate the value of availability. See, the young man that was the ringleader of the group in Botswana that got everything going was a young brother by the name of Matthews Papi Chabsenelewe. We just called him Papi for short. (laughs) 
While Matthews was in Malaysia, he led a connect group. That connect group had an astounding two members in it. Yeah. When we got there, Matthews did not have a driver's license. Once we were trying to order and get some supplies in, and we said, Matthews, we need you to sort out a shipping container. And he's like, hey, Pastor Blake, I'm sorry to let you know we don't have an ocean in Botswana, so we don't have shipping containers because there are no ships. <laughs> this is a real conversation. <laughs> I'm like, Ish. Matthews, you see that truck right there? Yes. You know that thing on there? That's a shipping container. Oh, okay, Pastor Blake, you know. But here's the reality. Matthews, who was a university student of a connect group of two people, went back home and was so hungry to see God do something in his hometown he was willing to make himself available at whatever cost. Let me show you what happened. Him and a bunch of friends saved up every penny they had, and Pastor Mark was actually on his way to Johannesburg, for actually the first time in his life in 2014. Matthews and the crew got their money together. Pastor Mark got an email from them. He's like, hey, yeah, I'm actually going to be in conference. I'm, gonna, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm only there for like a day and a half. I'm, I'm doing sessions here and there. But yeah, I'll, I'll give you a call. You know, when I, maybe we could try to chat over the phone. No. Matthews caught a 27-hour bus each way just to catch Pastor Mark for two hours in between his sessions just to show him how powerful and how hungry the move of God was in Botswana. One dude who maybe in his, in our terms, in ministry circles, as far as pedigree, as far as, you know, ability, as far as his accolades, maybe didn't have much according to man's standards, but boy, he worked every little drop of what he had. And this young dude caught a 27-hour bus to catch someone for two hours because his nation meant that much to him. And ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Mark was so gobsmacked by the whole exchange. At the end of that two-hour coffee, Pastor Mark was like, go for it. You have my blessing. See, guys, we have missed the point of what God is asking us for in this season. And some of us need to get back to just making ourselves available. It doesn't hear me. Okay. Okay. I get this. I get that. There might be a money thing here. There might be a practical thing. Yeah. Hear me. I get it. God gets it. The world gets it. But the point is, what excuses are we making when there is still a yes in our spirit? When there's still a reason, when there's still something that we can do, when there's still a place that there's still a way that we can serve. I was just at one of our locations in Perth and I saw the most beautiful picture I've ever seen in my life. There's a young dude named Kama in one of our locations and he has one arm because of a tragedy that happened when he was younger. He has one arm and it was pouring down raining and this amazing volunteer had an umbrella in the hand that he had, and he was walking two of our young women into church, happily letting himself get drenched. And he was there early, sweeping, blowing the leaves, doing whatever, and a one-armed man, single-handedly, no pun intended, reminded me that I have made excuses. Yeah. 
for why I can't do something for God. See, guys, I'm trying to stir up something because I know that God wants to bring Horizon into a brand new city. I know there's something that he wants to do, but there's good ground that lies dormant. There is latent potential that is unused. And we have come up with so many good reasons and rationale and justification and even boundaries and different things or different seasons or different whatever. And I get all of it. But I just feel like this journey is sometimes a journey of can you say yes to God again? See, what do you need to do to increase your availability this year? See, today, maybe the availability is to receive salvation and just to start fresh. Just make your heart available to God today. Maybe it's going to be a renewal of that yes. Like, don't you just love it when those little driver's license papers come in the mail and you have to renew your driver's license, when you have to renew your car registration, you have, it's like, I, I already passed the dang test. I still, you know, the funny thing is, I love Zimbabwe, because Zimbabwe, when you get a driver's license, you get it for life. It's, a, it's magical. Literally, they make it out of metal. It's literally like, like, ting, like, it, 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 it's a sheet of metal, and when you get a driver's license in Zimbabwe, they, it, it, it's, it's, that's it, it's done, like, it's this magical thing. It's, I, I wish Perth would, I wish, oh Lord, I wish we all, come on. I, I, you know how much money I've spent renewing my yes? Yeah. Oh, that was a revelation for somebody. That was custard right there. That was custard right there. How often have we said yes in previous seasons? And then sometimes when this next season rolls around, we're like, oh, do I really want to pay this bill again? I mean, I was on fire for God. I paid a high price in 2019. Do I really want to pay that right now in 2022? How often have we graduated our yes in the name of spiritual maturity? See, in this room, there's people that God wants to do a miracle in your life. And what if it's waiting on the other side of a fresh yes? How often have we had dreams, businesses, Goals, plans, timelines, strategies, maps, documents. And because of God's hand and his anointing and his grace, we've seen him move. Don't get us wrong. But we're frustrated because we haven't seen the fullness. See, good ground alone does not guarantee a full harvest if you don't let the master sow on every inch of your field. And this is not just a surface works question. Because there's some people who feel like they're giving everything. You feel like you've got no time. You feel like you're poor and you're, and you're still frustrated because you're like, what the heck is going on? Well, you're saying good ground. What, what, what more can I do, Blake? But remember in the prodigal son story, both sons had missed it. Not just the one that had left. And I've met some people who are in God's house serving regularly still not seeing the fullness because you've given your actions, you've given your hands and feet, but you've never given your heart and your full devotion. You've never given your vulnerability. You've never given that, 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 that full openness to let somebody into your world. And God is ready for a people that will say, God, I don't got much. I don't know what I have, but God, I'm all in. God, whatever I've got, hear me. We know the woman that had that last bit of oil, last bit of flour wasn't much, but she was ready to say, God, you can take it, have the fullness. We saw what God did with it we saw hundredfold in every single area of our lives and just to prove that this is biblical 
just to prove to you that God's desire is a hundredfold for everyone. See, sometimes we, well, you know, maybe, you know, just then the divine reasoning of, of the kingdom and his sovereign, you know, you know, intellect. Maybe, maybe, you know, there's a bigger reason why, you know, some get a, and we, we get so philosophical. But as I close, let me read you Mark chapter 10, verse 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man came running up to him, kneeling down in front of him, and he cried out, good teacher, what one thing am I required to do to gain eternal life? And Jesus responded, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. You already know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give a false testimony. Do not cheat. And honor your father and mother. And the man said to Jesus, teacher, I have carefully obeyed these laws since my youth. Pause. Hey, what ground do you reckon the rich young ruler was? It's not a trick question. What ground do you suppose the rich young ruler was? He was good ground. Because he was a rich young ruler who had been following God and biblical principles since his childhood. He was good ground. He wasn't rocky. He wasn't stony. It wasn't foot. It was good ground. Because clearly... God was doing something in his life. But we know the rest of the story. The man said to Jesus, Teacher, I've carefully obeyed these laws since my youth. And Jesus fixed his gaze upon the man with tender love and said to him, Yet there is still one thing in you lacking. Go and sell all that you have and give the money to the poor. Then all of your treasure will be in heaven. After you've done this, come back and walk with me. Completely shocked by Jesus' answer, he turned and walked away very sad, for he was extremely rich. But look at this. This part should scare you. Then... Jesus looked at the faces of his disciples and said how hard it is for the wealthy to enter into God's kingdom. The disciples were startled. Why would disciples be startled if it didn't affect them as well? Why would they be bothered if this didn't apply to them as well? See, disciples of Christ are not exempt from the challenge of have we given him everything and we need to constantly examine ourselves. Pastor Mark said this phrase just the other week, and I love it. He says, we need to constantly do a diagnosis on our heart before someone has to do an autopsy on it. But Jesus again said to them, Children, it is next to impossible for those who trust in their riches to find their way into God's kingdom realm. It's easier to stuff a rope through the eye of a needle than for a wealthy person to enter into God's kingdom realm. But this left them all the more astonished. You don't get astonished unless you are physically triggered by what was just said. These are disciples. The rich young ruler has now walked away. These are the people who have chosen to follow him. And they whispered to one another, well, then who could ever be saved? And Jesus looked at them and replied, with people, it is impossible, but not with God. God makes all things possible. Then Peter spoke up and said, well, can't you see? We've left everything. You don't say this unless you're defensive. You don't say this unless you're bothered. Like we, we would think that Peter would be like the winner of the all-in award. Can't you see? Like, we've left everything. We had to cling to you. Listen to my words, Jesus said. Anyone who leaves his home behind and chooses me over children, 
parents, family, and possessions, all for the sake of the gospel, it will come back to him a hundred times as much. How many times? A hundred times as much. Not metaphorically, in this lifetime, homes, family, mothers, brothers, sisters, children, possessions, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, he will inherit eternal life. Or if you read it in the New King James, it says that they will receive a hundredfold. See, today, whether you're the rich young ruler or one of his disciples, I hope I've bothered you enough and made you uncomfortable enough and please send all complaints to Pastor Brad at horizon <laughs> but today I was praying for y'all last night I don't know every journey but I can feel the attack and there are people in this room that God is asking, will you give me it all? Because there are too many rich young rulers who have walked away from fullness. You could be operating in biblical principles. You could be seeing good fruit already happening in your life. But the question should never be, do I see God moving? But is he moving to the fullness? Is there a full extent? I mean, what do I know? I'm just just a production guy, just a rapper. But my life has been a journey of continuing to say yes over and over and over again. And I need you to realize the same way our blessed government sends that envelope every season, every year, every three months, I need you to realize this, hear me, God's yes is forever and eternal. Ours isn't. Why do you think couples renew their vows after 10, 20, 30 years? It's not like the first yes didn't work. But sometimes we realize that yes has been tested. Seasons have happened and we're not the same people we were. And I just feel in my heart that God wants to wake up a yes because there is somebody in this room today you have longed to see the fullness of God and it has frustrated you, it has agitated you and instead of letting the enemy take your mind and just to resigning with what you've seen, can you get aggressive? Can you get hungry once again? And can you get reckless enough to actually believe that God can do what he said he can do, that that prophecy was not meant to torments you, that that word you got was not a lie, that that dream, that that gifting was not just to mess with your head, that that wasn't just a, a fleeting thought. We have let rational thinking rob us of too much anointing, of too much fullness, of too much increase, of too much impact. There are souls that are waiting to be saved, but they need somebody to say, God, you can take the whole field. Matter of fact, you can take this one too. Matter of fact, here, there's a little spot you missed right here, God. Can you throw it there? Can you do whatever? Whatever you want to do with me, so could you stand to your feet right now? See, remember, this is not something God is asking you to do in your own strength. This is not a striving call. This is not about performance. It's not about legalism. He said, with God, all things are possible.
But I truly believe in all my heart that there is a greater harvest for Horizon Church. I'm so excited for what God has done in this house. I'm so excited for the stories. I'm so excited for the journey, but I still, and I declare this as a reminder to everyone in this room that you guys have only seen a fraction of the bigness and the call and the anointing that is on this house. We have still only seen it in part, and there is more that God wants to do. There's more anointing. There's more things that rumble, but we need a room full of people that are ready to say, God, okay, my bad. I'm sorry. I, you know, pandemic fatigue it might have hit me sorry I backed up a little bit hear me maybe the move of God is just you jumping in to serve oh you did it before I get it but what's what's in your field right now maybe it's opening up your home maybe it's getting more involved maybe it's joining the college like what is it for you I need you to put legs to this but today what we're going to do right now is ask for the power of God to move in our hearts and minds so that we can say yes but again do a diagnostic right now not to tell me but if you're honest with yourself how much of your field does God have access to? Because the season's here. The sower is here. The seed is here. The soil is here. But can we activate it? Yes. So with every eye closed right now, can we just worship just for a second? And then we're going to pray in a moment. But Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you are reminding your sons and daughters that there is more, that there is fullness, that there is a greater measure. God, forgive us for being satisfied. Forgive us for being complacent. Forgive us for being reserved. I declare a hundredfold over this house and every area. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.